You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on... 7.50 7.50 a.m. WNDZ. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I am Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. And we are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, and we talk about the liturgical, corporate, public, communal prayer life of the Church. And we're gathering here, Timothy, in the very final days of Advent. Like, very final days. <laughs> this is the the final days of Advent. Christmas is literally just days away. Uh, this is Wednesday of the fourth week of Advent, and Christmas is on Friday. So the, 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 the waning days, as, as it were. That's right. These are, these are those final moments of preparation. Um, we get the, the last few O antiphons that help prepare us for um, this wonderful uh, Feast of the Nativity. And I'm sure you're all scrambling, you know, to even in this time. Just like we are. <laughs> just right like now. we are. Um, but even in this time of, of COVID, you know, trying to get meals prepared and, and menus planned, and whether you're going to be Zooming with family or meeting uh, in your home with your children, whatever it might be, um, these are those final moments of preparation. And so, with with it just days away, we're we're going to spend our time talking about the the great season of Christmas that um, that we will soon find ourselves in, um, the 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 season of light, um, and and probably no more so than now, Timothy. Do we need the light? Yeah, I, I think um, we were talking in one of the breaks uh, before, in in terms of our uh, in in terms of our preparation for today's uh, conversation, um, just that this whole year, as we've all been uh, sheltering in place, we've been experiencing COVID. Uh, we we definitely need the joy of Christmas, um, and we definitely need the light of the world to come. And I think one important thing to remember um, is no matter what season we're in, Christmas, Easter, um, you know, all of those different things, we come to it as we are, and it meets us where where we are in our life. And so we celebrate Christmas this year, knowing we're in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and and we we experience the mystery of Christ in that unique way. I think there's something really beautiful and profound about that. Yeah, it may not look exactly like we wanted it to, or what we expected it to, um, or maybe even what it did last year. But this is what we're being presented, and we meet the mystery of Christ, uh, and, and we explore the suffering even that we might be experiencing because we've lost a loved one, um, or or we can't meet with our loved ones, whatever it might be, and we meet that suffering in the midst of this Christmas joy. You know, um, we said last month in the Advent show, um, talking about the uh, using the, the Magnificat, right? The, 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 that gospel reading that, that we, we hear uh, during the season. Um, and that's all about Mary singing praise and thanks that the Lord had broken into, has broken into the world, has broken into her life where she was at that moment. That's, that's, a, that's a, a key principle of the, the season of Christmas. And, and, and just as you were just saying, that, that's COVID and everything. COVID has not, the darkness has not kept the Lord from breaking into our world, right. our lives, our situations, where we are even now. Yeah, exactly. It's something I think really important for us to all uh, really contemplate, whether individually or again with your family. But um, you know, the historical event of, of the nativity happened, and what we celebrate is that 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 inbreaking, as Todd was was saying, into the world. But that that continues to be born within us, that we continue um, to be the presence in the face of Christ, just as Mary in that Magnificat, um, or in the Annunciation even, was willing and and open to whatever God invited her uh, to participate in. I mean, she didn't know why this angel was coming necessarily, right? And 
we at this Christmas, we remember that we have been, um, uh, especially because of those of us who are baptized, we have received Christ into our life. And so we continue to bear witness to the living God um, in our day-to-day activity, even in the midst of um, darkness within the world. We shine. Um, we shine with the light of Christ yeah. um, as a Christian people. As, as, as ones who have been baptized into his death and resurrection, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is interesting. So we said that this is, this is uh, airing on the, in the last days of Advent, but, but the producers gave us a heads up uh, right before that. This is actually going to be rebroadcast on the 30th. So it will be in the, the, next Wednesday. It will be literally in the midst of of the Christmas season. Yeah. Um and 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 so that light that that we're talking about um you know it'll be it'll be it'll be in full brilliance by then. <laughs> the uh I mean and, and and that really is one of the the um one of the primary symbols of the season, right? Um, everything that we're talking about here um, will be proclaimed in Mass at dawn with John's prologue, John's gospel, right? Yes. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was made flesh. And the Word dwelt among us, yeah. right? And um, that and, and, and that, that other great line that I made mention before the show started um, as being one of my favorites is, the 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 light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it yeah it's such a great image and and i was thinking about that again um how that particular image not only for christmas but in that scripture passage we can even resonate back to the easter vigil when we hear that oh my gosh the light of christ <laughs> and how how this is also intimately connected like we can't and, and i don't mean this to be a cliche of any sort but obviously we can't have easter without christmas um in, in some ways and, and there are lots of kind of cliches out there but but i guess what i want to note is that what we celebrate not only is that historical event and the in uh, the continuing uh, birth of Christ sort of in our our heart and in our life daily, um, but also that what we did during Advent, that waiting for the second coming, that waiting, um, and we celebrate that even now that that Christ will come again, and in the meantime we know that the light the light shines, yeah, um, and, and the darkness doesn't win, and, and and no matter what that darkness is, exactly, whether it's COVID. Or whether it's death, or whether it's sickness, or whether it's sin, whatever, whatever, whatever that darkness is in our individual lives, it doesn't have the last word. Yeah, and I I love that because um, I I was sharing with Todd earlier that um, in these final few days of our Advent season, as we move closer, is I've been hearing from a lot of folks who we work with at LTP virtually, even, um, some family and friends as well, um, that they've really taken this Advent time, um, in a little different Mm, way because of everything going on. It's been a little more intense or they've prayed a little bit differently. And in some ways, I, I think they're sharing and they're feeling they're going to be a little bit more ready or able to celebrate Christmas, maybe a little differently than they normally would. Uh, the, the, they were more, it's been, it's been more deliberate or mm-hmm. it's been more intentional um, as, as we, as we wait, right. And, 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 and as we watch um, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no, no more true, Uh, than now in this time. We're going to stop there. We'll come back after this first break. So stay with us for more Focus on Liturgy. Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. 
you can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on 7.50 a.m. I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnston. And we're talking about the Christmas season, which we will begin in just a few days. Um, and and really, Timothy, I think, I think we made mention of this in that first segment, but this year it's not always the case, but this year we have just a little over two weeks of Christmas in, uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, of the, of the season. Um, it, oftentimes, oftentimes it's, it's either right around two weeks or a little bit even shorter. But the, this year we got, I want to say 16 days. Um, it, it, uh, so we, we've got three, the three Sundays in, in that Holy Family, Epiphany, and then the Baptism of the Lord. But um, it, in, in those just a, a, a little over two weeks, um, the, the season really plays itself out in, in three movements, right? It, it only begins this coming weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, right? Friday and uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It only begins there. But that's, that's certainly not the, 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 the whole of the season. Oh my gosh, no! And and I, as you were saying that, I was thinking about my. I have several cousins who take their tree down by the end of the day on Christmas Day because they think Christmas is over, and that's not at all what I mean. Oh my gosh, I I I understand the twenty six, but I'm by the end of Christmas Day, <laughs> yeah, everything is put away, and 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 I think there's a great loss there in the sense because as you were saying, Todd, there there are these feast days that we continue to celebrate, you know, with Epiphany and and certainly Baptism of the Lord. These these two. Um, pretty major uh, solemnities in the life of the church where we we come to know God through Christ in a very different way than at the nativity. Yeah. But they're yes. intimate. Oh, what a great connected. way of saying it. Yes. Um, they really they are Christmas feasts, right? Yeah, exactly. So meaning meaning they they give they round out our understanding of Christmas as as it were. Um you know you you just real quick you you made mention of something that we've we've talked about it here on on this show before but I think it's important to to point out again um our celebration of Christmas is very countercultural. Yes. Right? I mean we our society is great at prep prep preparing, right? <laughs> we're, we're, the Christmas decorations, for goodness sake, were out at, you know, in October yes. out in the stores. Uh, and and the, Christmas, the Christmas music stations began even before Thanksgiving. So we're really good at building up to, we're really good in this society, in this culture. But then once it's done, it's done. And our, our culture says, you're right, uh, on the 26th, we start looking toward the Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> right. Um, Christmas is done. Christmas, but that's that's not how we understand it. Well, and I think uh, what what you were saying even a little bit earlier connected to this is because you know if we look at Epiphany and Baptism of the Lord as these give us a, a different perspective. I mean, I remember as a kid, I used to think, well, how did Jesus go from being a baby this week to an adult <laughs> the following? I mean, as a little kid, I didn't understand what the church was doing. But I think what what is being we're being asked to do is deepen our understanding of what this Christmas mystery is about. The incarnation, I mean, we get stuck, and I think even secular society, obviously, we get stuck. And I don't want to be that cynic here, but it 
in the nativity itself, like the the child in the manger in Bethlehem, yeah, right? And, and we never progress beyond that. And I think that's what the the during the octave we get those really uh, important feasts, um, you know, with the holy innocence. All the of martyrs. those are deepening what this feast is really about in the life of the world. Yeah. And uh, and I love that image of what you said about being countercultural. And I, I used to say this when I was in the worship offices um, that I that I was in is if because people would sort of be exasperated, like, oh, we can't ever, you know, we can't do this because the world, I was like, that's the all the more reason why we need to celebrate fully, not be in people's faces or whatnot, but to celebrate intentionally and fully this whole season so that we witness what, the reason the world celebrates Christmas is because of <laughs> Jesus Christ, yes. not because it was a holiday and then we inserted Jesus in, right? It, it, so without the incarnation, there would not be this festival in the way that we celebrate it. Something else may have come up. And so we as a Christian church, uh, as a Catholic community, we have an opportunity to celebrate, to dig deeply into yeah. these as family, as parish, even if we're on Zoom, uh, you know, watching Mass or whatever it might be. Um, because like Epiphany, I'm one of those people that still thinks Epiphany should be on Thursday, but that's just me, because um, I I like that on Mark, the sixth on the sixth. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Not just Thursday, but on the sixth. Um, uh, but I like that marking of time uh, in a very different way. It, 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 like those special days, they pop up, and um, and Epiphany is one of those really. I I just love that that uh, feast. Um, not only because of, of the Magi story, of course, and which little kids can get involved in, and, and certainly I've seen little you know plays and things like that, but really the, what, what we're celebrating is that um, what epiphany actually means. It's this manifestation, this revelation, and, and uh, uh, we get to know who God's Son is in that, uh, in that epiphany, in that revelation. The way the way you you talked about it. So if if we looked at the Christmas season not just as flowing out of Christmas Day, the twenty fifth, but if we look at the Christmas season as only beginning there, right, and then uh, Epiphany, which is the the Sunday, the Sunday after Holy Family, Epiphany is is kind of like the high point, if you will, the zenith of the season. Yeah. That and it's this it's the second major movement of the season. And the way you were talking about it, you know what it made me think of? Epiphany is like the next is the next level down in Christmas, in understanding Christmas. It's the next it's the next deepest, deeper level. Yes. Yeah. Und, right? And, and and it really does break open Christmas in, in, in a much deeper level, if you think about it, right? You said, and, and we talked about this before the show started, um, what, more and more and more, I see, the, I see Christmas, I see the incarnation, I see this whole season more and more and more through the eyes or through the lens of Epiphany. This whole season is not about a baby. This whole season is about Christ being revealed made manifest, um, you know, to the world. It's all about coming to a deeper understanding of who Christ is. And that's what epiphany is all about, right? He's, what is the epiphany? Well, in, in the Magi story, you made reference to it. He's revealed as the king of all nations, right? Just, not just to the Jewish people. But to to all nations, right, to the world, we, we don't think about, we don't really sit and, and contemplate whether in the scriptures what those words really mean for salvation history. Oh my gosh! And that's really what the deepening is about: is that we, as a community, come to understand more deeply why God broke into the world, became one of us, like us, in all things but sin, and it it, it ultimately leads to salvation, not just for a group of people. But for all nations, yeah. that that Christ reigns yep. for all creation. Let's pick it up there when we come back. Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy right after these messages. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. 
If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. I'm Todd Williamson. We are talking about the Christmas season, which begins in just a few days. Um, also, this show is being broadcast uh, on uh, December 30th as well, the, the a week after, um, almost a week after Christmas. But, Timothy, we're talking uh, about the, the season itself, and it, so talking about it in three stages, if you will, or three movements. Um, there's the Nativity, Christmas Day. Then there is Epiphany, though, which which, as we said, kind of takes us to a deeper understanding of Christmas. And then the season itself ends um, uh, on the um, baptism, Feast of the, the Baptism of the Lord, which is, um, which is uh, January 10th this year. Uh, so that, that being the, the third movement or the third stage, right? But um, before that break, we were talking specifically more about, about Epiphany. Um, and it, it's, I mean, that is a, that's an ancient... That is an ancient celebration in in our tradition, in our history. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, one of those feasts that starts in the Eastern Church, uh, at least by the fourth century. Um, if not, at least, at least yeah. by the fourth century, um, and and historically, before the West had a, a celebration of Christmas, that's that's what was Christmas, right? Was, and it wasn't always the Magi story in the Eastern Church before it sort of migrates into the Western Church. But you get that that reading of the Magi, possibly in, in one cycle. It could be a uh, wedding at Cana. Uh, it could have been, um, I think you actually have it written down here, um, in, in that baptism in, in Jordan, of course, which we now, in, in our partic- our current calendar, we've spread that out differently um, yeah. in the way that we, we commemorate that. But the reason that was is because each of those were an epiphany, a manifestation, a um, different revelation of, about of Christ, right? And yeah. so, I, even just thinking about that, that helps deepen the Christmas mystery. Oh my gosh! Of, yeah. of what we're thinking about, because all of a sudden now we have this adult Jesus that we're commemorating in terms of the wedding at Cana at the beginning of his ministry, and his mother sort of nudging him like, "Um, you need to do this," <laughs> <laughs> and and the. And the beauty of, of course, the baptism, uh, which we will certainly hear um, those those readings still. Maybe maybe just to help the listeners real quick. So what what Timothy? What you're referencing? Oh, we, yes, those were three gospels that um, historically have been part of um, the Christmas season and Epiphany. But where we see it today, where where there's remnants of that is in the liturgy of the hours. Yes. So in uh, for epiphany for the for the the solemnity of epiphany at evening prayer the antiphon for the magnificat the antiphon references all three of those. Yes. The uh, Chris, uh the, the uh, magi the visit of the magi the baptism of the lord and the wedding feast at Cana. And the point being all three of those aspects Reveal our, you know, our, our an epiphany of 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 Christ in one way or another. So, 
right uh, at at the Magi, he's revealed as the the savior of the world of all nations, right? Yeah. Uh, at the baptism, he is revealed as the beloved son. Mm-hmm. At the wedding feast of Cana, he's he's revealed as the Messiah, yes. right? The one the one who has power even over the elements, can change water into wine. Um, all of those are three different manifestations of the one Christ. So it's it, that. See, that's why I say more and more and more. <laughs> I, I see that I see the whole celebration of Christmas through that lens. Christmas is all about God revealing to the world, to us, who He has sent into the world, and, and ultimately who God is. Yes, I mean that's it, it, that Jesus reveals. I mean, Jesus is God, of course, but reveals the very love, the very gift of salvation, um, ultimately. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, I, I don't, as I've grown older, I've been, uh, you know, I continue to, like with Epiphany or even Baptism of the Lord, really try to enter into the contemplation of this, the whole Paschal mystery of Christ and what what the nativity begins like it initiates something about God's initiative like it's that beginning movement of what God is going to reveal to us um, throughout um, the whole life of Christ of course and with his death and then ultimately the resurrection that we have life and these manifestations um, as a king of all nations as uh, the Messiah uh, what was the third one the oh, beloved son thank you beloved son and just sort of slipped through my head like they help us understand, I think, in a more intimate way who this Christ is in our life, in the church, in the world. And boy, I think we could really take just those three things in the coming uh, weeks even and, and sit and contemplate just those phrases in the midst of COVID, in the midst of whatever you've experienced in this past year. Right. And, and really think about, well, what does it mean then for Jesus to be the Messiah in my world? What does it mean that um, I am a daughter and son of God as well uh, because I've been baptized and that as Jesus, it was revealed, he's the beloved one. Well, what does that mean to me? I mean, we could ask those really deep questions yeah. and there's no easy or right answer necessarily. It's, it's how God is working and manifesting in your own life in some way. So, the, so I think Epiphany invites us obviously to, to see those um, uh, movements and moments in Jesus's life, but then those have to be looked at also how God is moving in our own in life. In our own lives, right, right, right. And then, yeah, yeah, and, and because, because, because that's ultimately where we end with the season, right? With the, with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, and, and that's on the, the second Sunday after, uh, uh, I'm sorry, third Sunday after Christmas. Uh, as we said earlier, it's on, on July 10th. That's what brings this, this, that's what brings this season of revelation to, to, to a close, right? The, the third movement. And, and that's, that, that moment in the scriptures is really at the beginning of Jesus's ministry, right? right? And, and so it's a, in some ways it communicates to us as a people um, that our baptism, like Jesus's baptism, signifies mission, that we are going into the world. So what we're doing in this Christmas season, again, it isn't the saccharine celebration of the sweet little child in a manger, which I don't want to, you know, certainly uh, take as part of it. That's part, part, part of it. But we can't. It's not get, the whole of it. It's not the whole. But we can't get stuck there. That that movement, um, and that's why I love it's. It's that really a hinge moment because it's sort of the beginning of ordinary time. Right. It's the end of Christmas, but uh, and that's why I love the connection is because it does send us on mission um, in in some way that. Um, you know, when I was working in parish or even diocesan ministry, we always did a sprinkling rite on the baptism of the Lord. Yes. And I know yep. many parishes don't, but it's a perfect I opportunity. I know many that do. And many that do, yeah. right. And it's perfect to do something like that because symbolically, not only connecting to our own baptisms, but reflecting on the baptism of Christ and that call to go out into the world um, and being the presence of Christ for exactly. people. Let's pick it up there when we come back from this next break. Stay with us. We're talking about the Christmas season here on Focus on the Liturgy. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. 
These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to the second half hour of Focus on the Liturgy. If you're just joining us, I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnston. And we're talking about the Christmas season. It begins in just a few days, uh, the culmination of our Lent, our, our Advent journey. Um, and and uh, in that first part, talking about this season, which is just a little over two weeks this year, happening really in three stages or three moments, right? The nativity, the celebration of the birth of Christ, but then the second movement is uh, the uh, second level, if you will, the celebration of Epiphany, which is the Sunday after um, Christmas weekend, second second Sunday second, after yeah. Christmas. And then it ends the Christmas season with uh, the Sunday after that, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And, and Timothy, that whole idea of, you know, that, that just that mission character. I mean, Christmas is not void of this sense of, We've been baptized in his, his image, and, and, and in that, we take part in his mission. The, the very reason he came in the first place. <laughs> right. I mean, that, exactly. We, we continue and participate. We cooperate with God's grace in order to advance um, you know, the kingdom in that sense, that we're proclaiming that as we go out into the world. And that's... I, I, during the break, I was thinking that's one of the beauties about the liturgical calendar is, it, you know, if we sit and we think about how interconnected mm. everything really is to tell the story of why God comes into the world in the first place. And, um, and so, yeah, we, we are, um, we participate in that, in that work um, as we go forward. And, and I think you noted in the break too, Todd, that, you know, what we hear right after, uh, the baptism of the Lord, we begin to hear those call stories. Yeah. And and we're part of that call. Like when Andrew is called, when those first uh, apostles are called, I'm called, Todd's called, you're called in, in a particular way to be in the world and serving and loving, um, et cetera, as we've talked about so many times. Called in baptism, called as a disciple, called to continue the mission of Christ. And, and, and even in that last break, we were looking at, at just some of, some of the texts, like the, the, the opening prayer for um, Christmas Mass at dawn just has this one reference. It says, uh, Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that as we are bathed in the new radiance of your incarnate word, the light of faith, which illumines our minds, we may also shine, that, that, that light may also shine in our deeds. 
right? In in in. So it's 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 by by what we do now that now that now that we have received the epiphany, right? <laughs> now that now that we have seen the revelation um, of 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 who Christ is, and how beautifully that connects and connects to that gospel that you mentioned of uh, John's gospel from earlier. That yeah. that phrase that you know that catching that light image again. Um, that we are illumined, that because we are illuminated, we can go out into the world um, and... And uh, and be that light in the darkness. Be that light in the darkness. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, exactly. yeah, you see that. That's in the baptismal liturgy, right? For both infants and, and adults, you have been in, enlightened. Yes. Right? You have been enlightened by Christ. You, well, have, you, you have been illuminated. I like, I like that word that you <laughs> said. Yeah, I... I and that's why you get a candle at your baptism it, it, to symbolize, light. and that is such a primary symbol. Okay, this is going to be a little tangent, right? Okay, <laughs> but that's why I love the Christmas lights. Okay, but but we look at it, and even the secular society, oh, it's pretty, it's winterscape. It's no, it isn't. The lights of Christmas are an, they are an ancient symbol of Christ. They are a symbol of Christ Himself. The lights yeah. that you know, Christmas lights. Where does that come from? It all comes from John's Gospel. That Christ, the light of the world, has come in uh, has come into the world. The light uh, does not, uh, you know, will not be overcome by the darkness. Christ is the light of the world. That's why it's such a primary Christmas image. And so I love Christmas lights. Right. And, and how many Catholics realize that Christ, the Christmas lights are an image of Christ? No, that's a, a that's symbol. A, that's a very good uh, question. Yeah, I mean, think about, I mean, before there were electric lights like we have today, often families would put candles in their windows and light them during this season yeah. um, as a way to dispel the darkness um, and, and to recall the light of Christ. But even as you're saying that, the even the collect, uh, if I'm reading it correctly, from uh, the Vigil Mass for the Epiphany mentions light in some ways, or at least uh, alludes to that. Um, so it says, may the splendor of your majesty, O Lord, we pray, shed its light upon our hearts. If I'm looking at the right, yes. the right prayer, yep. make sure I'm looking at the right one. That we may pass through the shadow of this world and reach the brightness of our eternal home. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and the brightness of our eternal home is Jesus. Yeah. Like our home is in God. Like that's... So we pass through this shadow shadow of a world. Think again about all the things we've experienced this past year. Mm-hmm. We we pass through that. We we've experienced them. We reflect on them, but they we don't have stay not there. Overcome us, right? They do not control us. We move beyond. We learn from the experience, and we let the light of Christ shine. Yeah, yeah. The you know uh, we we're coming up on a break here shortly, but just even even to start thinking about it for for when we come back from this next break. Uh, that's that's what you hear in many hymns and songs and even carols during this season yeah. right so many great yeah oh my gosh yeah oh oh uh, about about Christ the light about um, uh, breaking into winter's doldrum right mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, about about uh, the glory of this night or the glory of the star? Well, one of the beautiful things, just as you say that, is so many of these texts take the words from Scripture and, and put them to song. So the Gloria, um, when we hear it, whether we in Heart of the Herald Angels sing, or the Gloria of Mass, like we take that and it's sort of a... The song of the angels. The song of the angels, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there are so many... Um, uh, I'm just thinking of, of even songs from my childhood <laughs> that, that we would sing and, and things that help teach me not only the scripture stories primarily, but um, the mystery ultimately. So they weren't just about, um, you know, Christmas carols, maybe the generic kind, but but really diving into yeah. like what child is this is one of my favorite uh, hymns. And one of my favorite lines in that. Nail and spear shall pierce him through the which, cross he bore for me, for you. Which we rarely hear. I know, I know, I know. Let's pick it up there when we come back from this last break. Stay with us. We're talking about the Christmas season and breaking that open here on Focus on the Liturgy. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. 
We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on 7.50 a.m. We're talking about the Christmas season. begins in just a few days. And um, Timothy, before that last break, we're the, talking about some of the, the music of the season. And, and so th- there's a line in uh, What Child Is This? And it's, uh, it's, it's a line that, Nail and spear shall pierce him through the cross he bore for me, for you. And you said we never hear that because it's one of the later, it's one of the later verses. But even that aspect of how that, that, that's the Paschal mystery, Right is is it's we we never just see one aspect one element of right it, right it's it i mean and part of it is in the christmas celebration you know we hear it through lines like this the the wood of the crib is the wood of the cross right and um and and again even in these christmas carols these hymns there's there's evidence there there is pointing to the you know to the passion to the, the that aspect of the paschal mystery we three kings i love that but there's that line about the myrrh yep. uh, right uh, gathering gloom sealed in a, a cold, cold stone cold, cold stone, stone cold, cold. tomb <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I, I i love that as well and uh even the three gifts uh, can symbolize uh, and maybe reading into that a little bit, but this mystery, you know, sort of as you said, the myrrh, um, the death, but gold it's for anointing of a body. Yeah, I mean, each of those sort of help us understand the magnificence of the moment of of, of or I guess you would say the Christ life. Uh, you know, whether it be gold, the kingship of Christ, uh, the the uh, frankincense, the 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 what does Paul say? The aroma of Christ. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I love that. And then the myrrh, anointing of the yeah. body. And right? so you get a sense of the Paschal mystery even even in, in e- that even language. even in Christmas. And people, <laughs> Christmas is not about the Paschal. It's all about. It's the always Paschal about the Paschal always. mystery. Exactly. Always. 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 And so. Even even in, in in the song, so I would encourage the listeners just to be mindful of of the words that we sing during during this season. So uh, uh, other other aspects of um, of the season that that we we that are part of it. We mentioned you know three great um, the three great feasts of Christmas: Christmas, Epiphany, and then the baptism. But also the the one of the two octaves that we have during the year. Is is Christmas right? Which shows how like important this is, really, because we only have two left in the church, um, Easter and and Christmas. Real quickly for the listeners that might not know, what's what's not what do we mean octave? So an octave um, is an is the eight days um, of of celebration after the major feast or including that major feast um, that uh, really. Uh, at least with Easter, I can say this more confidently than maybe for Christmas. Um, but but every day within that octave is the feast itself, in a sense. But it's a way for us... Definitely for Christmas. That's definitely true for Christmas as well. So it, it's, it has the same weight or prof- profundity yep. of, of the So it's itself. the eight days that follow the, the, the celebration of Christmas. Each of those days 
is uh, uh, there's a Gloria. Mm-hmm. Each of those days we you know is 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 marked with the the um, level of a solemnity. Each of those days we hear about today, Hodie, right? That's right. Today, today you are revealed as. Today you have visited your creation. Today you have, and that's that's for each day of the octave. It goes from Christmas to January first, with the celebration of the solemnity of Mary, right. the Holy Mother of God. That's the mm-hmm. that is the octave day. Eight, eight full days, eight, yeah. at least. We say not 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 only that, but almost you know uh, two two weeks plus. Yeah, and that's why, as we said earlier, don't take your trees down. We're still celebrating, um, but yeah, that 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 octave day, um, and we get in there. And I think it, it, we've talked a, we talked a little bit about this. I remember last year, but Holy Family is is in there before we get to, of course. It's it's just two days after Christmas. So it's this a little, year. little quicker this year. But I do think that is such an important um, celebration in the midst of this uh, whole how so how this whole season. Um, in the sense that, I mean, what, the stories that we hear, the, the scripture story is, um, and I just love this one image, and I don't know if, if that is the one that's for this year, but Joseph has to flee. I mean, he takes his family and and has to flee uh, the danger of, of uh, what Herod has, has ordered the children to be, the uh, firstborn son, mm-hmm. um, uh, to be murdered. And so one thing we hear that the beautiful image of St. Joseph, and again, I don't know if that's the, the particular passage this year because there's some options for Holy Family, but that is a key image. And now that Pope Francis has called for a year of St. Joseph, um, I think that's an in- important thing to, to even ponder yeah. this year because he gets left out so often. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I think um, of many things. But I uh, that witness of, of family, the love and care, the care that Joseph had for Mary, vice versa, and 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 the care they had then for the the holy infant, yeah. the, the holy child Jesus, yeah. to uh, to raise and and to welcome, and what a model then for all of us, as a Christian family, um, represents uh, in a sense it's a mini church, it's a mini kingdom of God, yeah. uh, you know, working towards to build that kingdom, I should say. Um, so so that that is thrown in there as as well. Oh my gosh, you know we were talking earlier about um, uh, just kind of the the um, past. Paschal character that is not absent from Christmas. Look at the very first what four days after Christmas, and what what are we? We're celebrating we're celebrating martyrs, right? Yes. Stephen, the first martyr, is the 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 day right after Christmas. Uh, then uh, the feast of the Holy Innocents on Monday after Christmas, and then the optional uh, optional memorial of Saint Thomas Becket the day after that. Yep. Archbishop of murdered during evening prayer in his own cathedral. These are the 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 color of red. What we what we miss is um, the the uh, the feast of Saint John. Um, you know who who usually follows Stephen. He's right. but that but that falls on the twenty seventh, which is the Sunday after Christmas, which is the the feast of the Holy Family. Um, it, but all of those, they're all exiles and martyrs. And, and Pope uh, Sylvester is is in there as well, which yes. we don't hear much about. And I, to be honest, I don't know much about his story. Um, but but there's there's a connection um, within this season to to be made. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly to keep that in in place. So really important things as a family to even um, as you're gathering, like you did around the Advent wreath um, during your Christmas time, during this octave, gather with your your family again, gather with your children, and tell the stories of these martyrs. Um, gather around the Christmas tree, right? Yeah. Which um, is, as we said, is is an image. It, it, it is an image of Christ there. That that is a Christmas tree is a symbol of Christ. Um, but even We've made mention before of of uh, resources that families might get. Have the uh, USCCB, um, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, on their website. You can find the blessing of uh, a Christmas tree mm-hmm. on there uh, that uh, parents can lead in their homes. Uh, so bless your Christmas tree. Gather around it as you gather, might have gathered around the Advent wreath. Um, there is a blessing of the nativity scene or a creche that mm-hmm. can be on the. Uh, uh, the, the USCCB website. We would encourage parishes to use that as well. A couple other things that we just want to touch on. We will after this last break, so stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. We'll be right back.
There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about the Christmas season. It begins in just a few days. Uh, Timothy, the the um, uh, just b- before that last break, just talking about some of the some other texts or or rites that are are part of the season that we and and we made mention of. Um, just again to the listeners, go to the USCCB website. Um, it's usccb.org, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. They have made available. Um, the blessing of a Christmas tree, the blessing of a nativity scene, and just encouraging families to do that uh, on, on um, you know, on their own. The uh, parents can lead those prayers. I know many parishes that will do that. That yep. um, they will bless uh, either on Christmas Day during Mass, uh, right before, right after. They'll bless the crash. They'll bless the trees. Um, the, the, again, the, those are symbols, images of Christ, right? But there's there's also some very ancient texts that we hear uh, during this Christmas season. I mean, everything from you look at the uh, uh, the Mass Christmas Mass during the day. One of your favorite lines: <laughs> "O God, who wonderfully created the dignity of human nature and still more wonderfully restored it, grant we pray." that we may share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Yes, I love that. Ancient, right? The um, Christmas proclamation. Many parishes will um, include the Christmas proclamation uh, before the start of uh, their Mass at night on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Um, uh, an ancient hymn that, uh, that, that, that literally it proclaims the birth of Christ, but it does it in a, u- a, a unique way. Yeah, it, it's it's found in the martyrology, um, and so what a martyrology is 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 the collection that the church keeps of sort of the lives of of uh, the martyrs, um, the saints. But what is interesting in this particular uh, case is the way that it announces this birth of Christ. Again, it's always in the context of of history. It's in the context of salvation uh, history, if you will. And it begins with the 25th day of December, when ages beyond number had run their course from the creation of the world. When God in the beginning created heaven and earth, so you can see it's it's situating uh, this event within history. Yeah, um, and and it and it it goes on. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but it, it situates it in the time of of, of, of uh, Caesar of, of Caesar. Thank of you, Herod. Um, I was just trying to find that line there, um, but again, it, it's it 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 gives us very concrete historical yeah. evidence about when this occurred and how the, yep. where this was. And not, 
Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and so so usually in a parish, a canter um, uh, that's well prepared because it, it does kind of jump all over. Um, the best part of it is at the end, I think. Um, I won't sing it for you, though, because I'm not prepared. But there's this this dramatic moment where it says, Jesus Christ, and it's, it's very a crescendo. high. Yeah, it's, it's very high. It's a very, yes, yeah, very high within that. Um, and it says, Jesus Christ, eternal God and Son of the Eternal Father, desiring to consecrate the world by his most loving presence, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Um, and then the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to the flesh. According to the flesh. And then there's just a profound thing, like this is what we're celebrating, yeah. the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to the flesh. And that announces to everyone gathered what we're there yeah. to do. Just as a quick side note before, because I know you have something you want to share, um, is uh, oftentimes stuff around the martyrology is read at a morning prayer um, in religious communities. Okay. So it could be uh, the life of the saint of the day or those who have died in the community, which may be done at evening prayer depending on the community. And this functions very similarly. Um, is It's announcing the feast. It's announcing what we're doing, what 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 we've gathered here for. Yeah, yeah, and, and what I was just thinking of, I mean, that's that's only one. There's there is there is another ancient proclamation that can be used during the Christmas season, uh, and that would that's the Epiphany proclamation, which which announces again. Uh, it, it's it's both of these are in the uh, Roman Missal, um, and and it, it, the Epiphany proclamation announces the date of Easter and the movable feasts. Yeah, so this one's a little more unique. It's not in, in the sense of, of the martyrology. Like right. It's not in, in the history in, in that sense, but it's giving the future. Right. So think about in the... In, in the <laughs> oh, I like that. Be, I like that. Yeah, before before there were iPhones and various things, you know, people had to know when these feasts were going to be celebrated. And so the church on Epiphany um, would, as people were gathered, um, would announce the days yep. that, that they needed to keep in mind for their harvest, for all of these different things. And and that's a little short, you know, shortened now, of course, so we get the date of Easter, the date of Pentecost, um, when Ash Wednesday begins, I think is in there. Um, yep. The first um, Sunday of the next Advent is the last one mentioned. Yep. The first Sunday. Of, yep. And so the way it is in the Missal is it, it, it has, you know, little Blanks. Blank, blank spots where the, the cantor or whoever's going to be doing this needs to fill in. Oh, what is what are the dates this year? Yeah. So it so it begins, you know, no dear brothers and sisters that as we have rejoiced at the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so by leave of God's mercy, we announce to you also. <laughs> and I, I love that. You know, I, it's you, like tidings of great joy. Exactly. You see this sort of messenger in the town square. So we announce to you also the joy of his resurrection. So even in this Christmas season as Todd said earlier, yeah. You can't get away from the whole Paschal mystery. So with great joy, we've celebrated this, but we're also going to tell you about the the, the resurrection um, on this day, and then it goes on to tell you what the day is. Um, and, and again, it starts with, with that, uh, with that image, we then work our way through the calendar yeah. with Ash Wednesday, those kind of movements that are going to mark yeah. the next several months. In the last minutes here, I want to just get in one other thing. Um, just to to make note of the uh, tradition of blessing the doors on Epiphany, right? Um, r- real quickly, I mean, when I was a kid, I remember they would they would often give out blessed chalk at mm-hmm. Mass on Epiphany, so that you could go home and mark the the tops of the doors, the frame of the door, uh, in in a very particular way. Yeah, it, it's just, I love those little packets. So if your parish does that, that's great. But um, so every year uh, you, you bless the door with the, the year. So it usually begins with the, uh, at the beginning of like, so this will be 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 21. Yeah. So the, the year sort of is are the bookends. And in the middle, um, we have the three magi or the, the symbols for the three magi uh, or the initial, I should say. Um, Caspier, Melchior, and Balthazar. Yep. I always say those wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, so again, a way of, of, of helping um, young and old alike to remember that when we cross the threshold in and out of our home, um, our, our places of work, because we do it at, at LTP um, in, in normal years, yep. we would do that. Um, but that we, we are sacred people. Timothy, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. You too, and everyone listening. We will see you next next month. We'll be in ordinary time during winter. But until then, Merry Christmas. And God bless.
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.